The advice I have for you today is to focus on what you can control. A lot of life is going to be wild, unpredictable, and outside of our power. However, there are always things that you can take charge of no matter what. My first two years out on my own, I was constantly depressed, and I felt like things were never going to change. It wasn't until I stumbled onto some really good books that I began to realize that my situation wasn't actually hopeless. It felt like it was, but it wasn't. And now even after I, I came to this conclusion, there was still a lot of work to be done. I had spent about two years digging myself further and further into this really deep hole, and I had developed all of these negative thought patterns and limiting beliefs. And these had created certain habits that took a lot of work to break. And I was also just in a difficult situation in general. I mean, the circumstances were real. It wasn't just all in my head, but I had an uphill battle to fight. And right from the start, it looked pretty intimidating. But what I did was I started breaking things down into manageable steps. I took it one thing at a time and I started to just just kind of focus on, on like what, what each individual steps was. And I, I started really small too, like really small. And there was a lot about the situation that I really couldn't control, I couldn't do anything about. But instead of continuing to flounder and thrash around in that state of helplessness, I started focusing on what I, I could do something about, on what I could influence. So I started reading for an hour every day. I started working out four days a week. I started eating healthier, spending time surfing, hiking, playing music, and you know stuff like that. I couldn't change where I lived. I couldn't change my income or even my job at the time. Uh, but once I shifted from being focused on how miserable I was to what I could actually do on a daily basis, it completely changed my lifestyle, which of course changed my life. And that's how you develop mental toughness. And that's how you dig yourself out of difficult situations. You start finding the little things that you do have control over and you lean into that as much as you can. And I think I talked about this a few months ago um, in the book, The Brain That Changes Itself. I referenced it in one of my videos or episodes. Um, I don't think I did a video on that. But he was talking about the how the residents of these, these nursing homes, there was a study done on them. And the ones that did a little bit better, that were a little mentally healthier, they were the ones that were more rebellious, essentially. That was what I took away from it. And, you know, some of the patients, they, like, they weren't allowed to rearrange the furniture in their room, but they would, like, you know, it was, like, secured to the wall, like, so that they couldn't move anything. But they would actually, like, rip the furniture out of the walls to rearrange it. They would, you know, everybody got set meals every day, and then certain people would you know, trade their desserts for more fruit or whatever, just stuff like that. And they, they eventually realize that those people, they tend to do better because what's happening is that they're not just accepting the fact that they're, they're here and they're, you know, they're growing older. They're just kind of toughing it out for a little while longer. You know, those are the people that are, they're, they're still taking some responsibility for their lives. They haven't completely given up and just given the reins to somebody else. They're saying, well, no, what can I influence? What can I change? You know, I want my room arranged this way. You know, I, I might like cake, but if I choose not to eat cake, well, that's my choice. That's, you know, and they were doing all of these little things and mentally they were a lot healthier than the other, um, residents. And, you know, obviously, you know, living in a nursing home can have a very uh, negative impact on people, uh, but the ones who, who were doing better were the ones that they were taking charge of what they could do. And, you know, I've seen this story played out everywhere that I've worked, you know, just in my own life, there's always people who find some ways to bend the environment to their will to some extent. And sometimes it's by doing the best that they can at whatever they happen to be good at. Sometimes it's by turning everything that goes on into some kind of mental game, which is 
a strategy that I like to use a lot. Sometimes it's acts of rebellion, which is another strategy I like to use. Uh, whatever form this control takes, it does some pretty amazing things for the human mind. It makes you feel infinitely better about yourself when you're able to feel in control, even if you're not ultimately in control of the situation, and even if you believe that control is, you know, at the end of the day, an illusion, when you focus on the, the things that you can influence, like maybe you have a horrible situation and you really can't do anything to get out of it, but you can make your bed every day. You know, you can, you can choose to take a 20-minute walk and work on your health a little bit. There's always something that you can do, and it's about finding those little things that you can focus on, and by, and by actually focusing on them, because it'll expand your power over time. It doesn't magically take away um, all the bad stuff. It doesn't make everything just disappear. But if you ignore what you can control and focus instead on the, the negative stuff, well, then you're taking away um, whatever power you might have had, and that's going to lead to depression. It's going to lead to anxiety and to an existential crisis, which, by the way, you may or may not have noticed that lately I've been having one of those myself. It's been lots of fun, and I've been doing my best to channel it into something relatable and practical. So hopefully you've found some value in there. But anyway, I want to circle back to um, a book that I read a long time ago. It's The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It's a fantastic book, you guys. should definitely read it. If you're interested in changing your life, it's, it's one of those kind of basic required reading, you know, foundational books. But in the book, um, Stephen Covey, he talks about something called the circle of influence. And he illustrates this with, with two circles. There's, there's one big one, and then there's one smaller one that's inside of the big one. So the smaller circle represents what you can control, and the larger one represents everything else in your environment. As you focus on your circle of influence, the smaller one, and you turn your attention to it instead of everything outside of it, what happens is your circle starts to grow slowly. You, if you're spending all of your energy on things outside of that circle, you don't have the, the time, the mental resources, the physical resources, or anything else. You don't have the attention to give to the stuff that you can fix. So if you can't control all those external things and you don't have the time to control the things that you could control, then you're not controlling anything. You're, you're not taking any charge of your life. You're not making anything better. You know, trying to change things outside of that circle, it's a waste of energy. Because there's, really, there's nothing you can do about it. But when you spend time increasing the size of your circle, what happens is it naturally expands and opens up on its own, which gives you more power in the world. So there's, it brings more things into your circle of influence. And the example that he gives in the book is of somebody who doesn't necessarily like the way his company does business. And most of his coworkers are complaining about the situation, but they're not taking any responsibility. Instead, this individual um, works on, he, he works on being the most valuable employee that he can be. He works on himself and he, he gradually builds himself up into this um, valuable employee that his, his superiors come to rely on. And after doing this for some time, he creates such a, a strong position for himself that he has more and more power, and he's able to make those changes that he sees fit, the things that his company was doing that he didn't agree with. He, he's able to change those, but he's not able to change them right away. He focuses on his circle of influence and slowly grows into that. And it's been a few years since I've read the book, so I may have misremembered some of the details a little bit. I think the, I think I got the 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 essence of the story, right? And it's something that I think about a lot. I mean, it really is. It's one of those things that just really stuck with me. I don't remember 
probably 80 to 90 percent of that book but I do remember that it's really stuck with me there's like two or three things from from that book that have genuinely helped me on a mostly daily basis for the last couple of years and that's one of them so I think it's a very valuable story to pass on you know everywhere I've ever worked everywhere I've, or you know even relationships are just like um things that I wanted to get better at or, you know, just social situations, whatever, there's always been some degree of helplessness and there's always going to be, but there's always been something that I've disagreed with and wanted to change, especially when you're new to a company, to an industry or to like a team. Um, the same thing with life. I mean, there's, there's always things that are holding me back that I, I can't do anything about, you know, but by focusing on all the things that are wrong, that I have no control over, it's a waste of time and energy. It really is. The brain has a limited amount of resources, and if you burn them up stressing over the negative stuff, then you take away the power that you do have, which is very real. And I think sometimes people don't realize that. I think they don't understand that they have a real level of influence over themselves, over the world around them. But there's always something that you can change. For example, there's been a couple of times in my life where I was completely broke, and I don't know about you guys, but I hate that feeling, that feeling of not, or of knowing that your next paycheck isn't going to cover the bills. Like, I, it's awful. It sucks and there's no way around it. And it especially sucks um, in situations where, you know, other people are depending on you, um, even if it's not totally, but I mean, you, you have some level of responsibility to, you know, your social group. I mean, that's, it's difficult. But by the end of the day, there's only so much you can do. And there's only so much you can do at one time. If you if you are working as much as you can and that money doesn't stretch far enough, like you just got too much, you know, too much has hit you at once. I mean, you've got to break it down into what you can do one step at a time. And, you know, this time last year, a year ago, I was in one of those spots. I was, <laughs> I really felt like the deck was stacked against me. I won't go into details, but, you know, um, it was pretty bad, honestly, I'm not going to lie. And I, I've really internalized lesson of working within my circle of influence and I'm really grateful for that because if if I had it in, um, if I hadn't internalized that and integrated it into my life I probably would not have gotten out of that situation as quickly as I did I could potentially still be there and you know I realized that there's certain things I can't change I can't change the economy I can't change the government policies that were influencing me um, I could hate the government but this time I do anything um, there's a finite amount of money that's coming in that I can actually throw at my problems. So instead of looking for, you know, all of that stuff, I, I started looking at what I could control. I could work multiple jobs. I could learn new skills so that I could get involved in new industries, um, diversify my, you know, work ability a little bit. Um, it, during my free time, I could bury myself in books and learn as much as I could, get as, you know, far along in my personal growth journey as I could, I could live like a monk, um, eating potatoes and ramen so that I could save as much money as I could and have more money to throw at my problems. Um, I didn't have, you know, Wi-Fi or anything. I, did, I, I really didn't have anything. And I just, I, I knew that, okay, if I choose to live this way, if I choose to live as frugally as possible, it's going to save a little bit more money. It's going to get me out of the situation faster. And that's something I could control. I couldn't control the fact that I needed to spend a lot of time in the car driving, unfortunately, but I could control what I did with that time. You know, I could make it productive. So I listened to a lot of really good audiobooks, a lot of really good podcasts, which, 
you know, uh, this, this, this time last year is actually about when I started this podcast and, you know, it's just a lot, I, I got a lot of really good information during this time because I didn't have anything else to do. I couldn't afford to go out and do anything. So it's like, all right, well, screw it. I guess I'll sit home and read, you know, and it's, instead of sitting around, you know, blaming everybody else and the situation and stressing out about all this stuff, like, yeah, I was stressed, but I didn't, I, I made an effort to turn away from that. I made a conscious effort to focus on what I, I could control, you know, and over time through doing this, I was able to get out of that situation. I was able to rebuild my finances and I was also able to develop from some very useful skills and to get started on projects that have now started to really take off. I mean, a, a year can do wonders, honestly. And I didn't always do this when I was younger and I wish I had, this is something I, I wasted a lot of time when I was younger stressing out about things that I couldn't control. Like, I really regret that. It's one of the few things that I, I genuinely regret. But at the same time, that really gets me going when I look back on it because I realize how much valuable time I had wasted sitting around feeling sorry for myself. And it makes me mad. It's like, wow, I can't believe I did that. I spent a couple of years not moving forward because I had convinced myself that I was powerless and that everything I did was useless. And I, I, I truly regret that, but I also use it to motivate myself. So now whenever I start to think that way or I start to feel that way, I just remind myself, hey, like, look how much time has passed since I last felt this way, you know? And I think of how even a small amount of effort on a daily basis over all of that time has really added up to a significant investment and it's really moved me forward. So if I can just keep doing those same things, I'll be good. You know, quarantine was another good example of that. There really wasn't much that anybody could do about that situation. But it's also interesting to look at how different people coped with that time. And for some people, that was the first time they had ever dealt with a difficult, um, like really stressful real life situation period. I mean, that sucks. Like if you were in that boat, I feel really bad for you. And I mean, even if you feel like you didn't do well, you got to understand that you survived that. And I mean, that is something to be proud of. Even if you look back and wish you had done things differently, that that's fine. You learn lessons from it. But no matter what situation you were in, if you got through that, it's difficult, man. Like, give yourself some credit for that. I mean, don't beat yourself up over it. Like, I'm talking about how I hate that I wasted time when I had it. I wasted some time in quarantine. I didn't waste most of it, but I wasted a good bit of it. And I'll, I wish I had it back, but I, you can't get it back. You can't control that, you know. And just, just on a daily basis, this is something that I see a lot of people struggling with. You know, they get sucked into the things that are outside of their control, and it upsets them, and it's understandable. It upsets me too. I'm not perfect. I do it all the time. But the mindset that you want to adopt is one that's resourceful. You know, by focusing on what's actually within your power, that power slowly grows larger and larger. And what we can't control might seem, or excuse me, what we can control may seem small compared to the the big picture, but a lot of times attention to detail is the difference between the people that are successful and the people that aren't. If nothing else, our attitude and our response to situations is always in our control, 100%. We are always in control of how we approach life, of the response that we give. And I think that's a really underrated thing, too. It might take some time and energy to get out of a bad situation, but that change starts from within. So if you want to change your life, start looking for the small ways that you can do it. The little things, the daily things, you know, they might seem minor at first, but they can add up to some pretty incredible changes over time. So thanks for listening, guys. Good luck.